Oh, this no. is a live Q and A where we live Q and A with each other. <laughs> I'm just glad that's all Lovely. it was. Lovely. First try. You're welcome. You did wonderful. Very first try. they see our faces yes so um we just sent the link out on patreon just now so anyone that clicks that link will now have access to this very live chat we're still here all alone right now all alone hey you know you're gonna have to do the intro every time you see somebody add (laughs) this is a live q a where we live q a with each other this is just getting but out of hand already. That somebody enters. We welcome answer your questions live. So live. will we know Ask that they've us entered? anything? I'm looking at the Discord right now. Ask nope, us there's on the Discord. If we care. Hey, who's listening to us listening to each other? <laughs> <laughs> Lively. What has happened? Are y'all clicking the link? And oh, it's us. Alan is. Alan's doing it. Okay, Alan. Alan, Alan please. Alan said it's us. Wow. You did it. Please. We're on TV. Please. Welcome. You can tell this is our first time. First time ever, yeah. Hold we're... on. Okay. I need to roll a stealth check. How'd it go? That's not, it's not even a D20. We have... Trackpad uh, is here. Uh, hey. Three fives. Oh, this is a live Q&A where we live Q&A <laughs> with each other. <laughs> this is the fourth time. Or he third. You can't three, fours, two uh, threes, and a Wilshire one. has also added How do you see that? Awesome. I have this no idea. This is a live Q&A where we <laughs> yeah, here live we go. Q&A with here each other. Here we go. Red line. This cannot happen. Sorry, guys. This will be a well, 400 hour. Let me know we will. If someone else joins, so I'll let them know too. It takes us a long time to get a recording. Well, Alan joined. You didn't do it for That's Alan. That's why. <laughs> Jeremy, don't tell him. Uh, Alan, <laughs> this is a live Q&A where we live Q&A with each other. I had no idea. <laughs> Wait, we're live? We're live. I already told you that. <laughs> um, we need to start with actual things or everyone that has joined <laughs> will leave. leave. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. It's It doesn't show me or it's not showing me. If people are doing, which I know welcome. we've got a few people already, so welcome. Since if Paul's you're listening, not welcoming you, welcome, welcome. Sorry, I took your job. Let's let's begin. Can we can can we do this for this is this is the most honest recording we've ever released to the public. It is me trying to talk and Jeffrey screaming into the microphone over anyone that speaks. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is the you're truest welcome. thing we've ever done. So, uh, hey. Welcome, if you're joining us now live, to listen in. Thank you for taking the time out of your day this evening to watch us nerds and listen to us talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Paul, your Dungeon Master, and this is Make Believe Heroes, and I'm joined tonight by four people that I know. Hey guys, wow. it's Jeremy. <laughs> I play Sutsaurus, Loric, and uh, it's nice to meet you. I'm Jeffrey, and I play... Lots of people. <laughs> I'm Jeremy and Jeffrey's like video it. feed. Sorry, their video feed is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. They're just fuzzy. Uh. this season. As long as you can Hold hear on. us, we're good to go. Maybe we'll 
turn off our Wi-Fi. We can hear you. Or I can Maybe hear that'll you. Oh, start to say, don't yeah, turn off your Wi-Fi. You, right? That's a bad idea. <laughs> that, that's a just, terrible idea. They just leave. <laughs> <laughs> On the computer, too. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alan. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle. I also play, in previous seasons, Jim. And in the current season, well, you'll find out. Just have to but tonight, <laughs> I'm playing myself. Ooh. <laughs> He's dead. You can't know who he plays this season. It's a secret to you everyone. Can't know. Until sometime... In the future, from now, sometime in the future. So, before we get started, and I'm, I'm also the Felicia. Here. <laughs> I was just going to exclude you, Felicia. I know it. Uh, I'm also Felicia, and I play Misk. <laughs> Misk, and yes, I she's also playing... Felicia. Who else are you besides <laughs> Felicia? I'm also Felicia. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I also am Felicia. We're all, We're Felicia. all Felicia. I thought it was Spartacus. Okay, this is a giant We're all Felicia. 20-sided die. We're all die. a little Felicia, and that's okay. <laughs> this, oh, Lord. this is a giant 20-sided <laughs> die. I'm going to roll it, even though I know that it's a natural one. Oh, look, it's a natural one. I don't even have to look. No, what is it really? 16. Oh, I was going to say, you're lying. On the dice? On the dice. So this is our season two Q&A. Does that Q&A. mean we're going to like poorly record this? Yeah. It, we already started doing that. Yeah, it's already happening. Yeah. So uh, let's get into yeah. the business, shall we? A couple things we want to talk about up front uh, to cover for everyone that's listening. If you're listening live, thank you for joining us. If you're listening later through the audio, thank you for downloading and listening. Thank you for supporting us. Let's just take a moment and let you guys know that we love you guys. Like, seriously. Um, we are bit. blown away. Well, I love you deeply. We're blown away by the support. I got an email recently uh, from a fan, and I've gotten lots of emails from fans, but um, from a mother and her son, and just talking about how much they love the show and listen to it, going back and forth to school and stuff, and you know things like that. It just really amazes me and blows me away that people connect with what we're doing on that level. And uh, thank you, thanks guys, so much for being as cool as you are for supporting us, and especially those who have gone out of their way to even go on to Patreon and to support us with your hard-earned cash. I still can't really believe that, uh, but you guys are opening some doors for us, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, some things we've got in the works, what you can look forward to with Season 3 and all of that, and then we're going to get into your questions and just our general thoughts about Season 2. So real quickly, I want to give you some some potentially disappointing news up front, uh, Jeremy. Is wow, darting his eyes at me. Don't do it. Well, there. Uh, so we are entering into the summer, and if you listened last year, uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about how that the summer is just a really crazy time for me uh, as a youth pastor at my church. We just have a ton going on, and I'm out of town sometimes uh, more than one week in a row, and because of that, editing gets very difficult. And so it sort of has worked out good that season two ended right as summer's coming in. So what that means for you guys is uh, for everyone in the feed, the NBH feed, there are going to be some weeks over the next month or two uh, where there's not going to be a proper NBH episode coming out. That doesn't mean we're going to have con doesn't mean that we're not going to have content for you. We're going to be putting out some cool uh, bonus episodes. So if you're a Patreon supporter at the $10 and up level, then you get NBH plays more games. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and let you know right now, the first thing you're getting is not one, but two episodes of Forrest, Tim, and Picnic. And uh, May ends after tomorrow, and I'm not sure if I'm going to have the finished edit of that first episode done. So what I'm going to do is roll those episodes out to Patreon, to patrons, sorry, 
as soon as they're done. Uh, you'll Big get dreams. you'll get them within a week or two of each other. To everyone else, you're going to get those a few weeks later. Now, all of the <clears throat> NBH plays episodes we're going to do, those are not going to everyone else. This is an exception uh, just because of the fact that we're on this hiatus. So for for the Force Tim and Picnic episodes for May and June, there are two episodes uh, led by our very own Alan Boone over there. Say dun, hi, dun, Alan. Dun. Hi, Alan. Also, Alan is wearing a goose T-shirt and a Jake the Dog hat. Oh, yeah. And to clarify, that's not like a Canadian goose that chases me <laughs> in the parking lot at work. It's Goose the Cat from Captain Marvel, who looks very yeah, much like my beautiful. cat. Mm. Yeah, he's wearing aviators. That's um, literally your cat. It's a special shirt. I love it. Anyhow, uh, so patrons who are at the $10 level are going to get those Force Women Picnic episodes real soon. And then everyone else will have a chance to listen to those probably about a month from now. Uh, we're going to have some other bonus material that's going to be coming out for everyone that isn't Patreon-specific. Uh, maybe some behind-the-players stuff, different things like that. But Season 3 proper won't launch in the month of June. It'll be in July. Uh, and I will keep everyone updated through social media, through our email subscription list, and through Patreon uh, with updates on that. But basically because of me being out of town and then work and all things like that, we need to get a healthy buffer of episodes before we start releasing them, because I can tell you there are going to be stretches. I'm still going to glare at you, Paul. Uh, that's fine. There will be stretches of two still. or three weeks where I probably won't be this able to edit. This is what you call a healthy disappointment stare. Felicia and I have already have plans. Keep your eye on the feed. Felicia and I may or may not do something to fill the gap. Uh-oh. Why are you looking at me? Just watch the feed. Just watching watch me. Well, we, like I'm I said, concerned. we, we, we will know. try to put out. So we're going to put out some. Like he said, fill. I don't want to say filler. We're going to put some things out. Um, this isn't Naruto, and we don't want it to be Naruto. Uh, what so, do you got against Naruto? Yes. <laughs> Nothing. I feel like against Naruto. Please let me get this out. <laughs> this is the bad news. There will be some weeks without Go. episodes. We need a break uh, to be sane and to get things. We don't want to dip in quality because we're burning out. And uh, we're still recording, but recording is fun. Who's burned out? Recording is very fun. Editing is sometimes work. Uh, well, it's always work. Sometimes it's a challenge. So we are going to get a buffer, and then we're going to roll on with weekly episodes, and hopefully we'll keep you guys engaged. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you're going to be getting Monomy Unwrapped. Uh, you're going to be getting bonus episodes. We're going to do another Q&A in June uh, like this where we chat. Uh, so there'll be more stuff coming for our Patreon supporters. For everyone else, just please uh, watch that RSS feed, and hopefully we'll get some stuff out to you soon. Now on to some good news. So for our patrons, I mentioned you're going to get two Force Women Picnic episodes. We just put out a uh, the first edition of Monomi Unwrapped yesterday. That's on there if you haven't seen it. For $5 and up supporters, you can go oh, check yeah. that out. Um we are going to be running our first one-shot for two Make Believe Champion supporters. Uh, that's an awesome story, by the way. Let me just mention I'll, I'll just tell. I'm going to tell that real quick. Tell the story. Two people. It's good. Uh, it's good. Support us at the $50 tier. Uh, the first one supported us. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, it's awesome. I'll get in touch with you soon to talk about it. He gets back. He's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan. But actually, I did this for my wife. Uh, she is... Expecting our first child, it was a Mother's Day gift. He wanted her to play for uh, with us as her gift for Mother's Day. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. Like five Pretty days awesome. later, someone else supports us at the $50 tier. 
and I noticed by the name that it's the it's his wife. And so I responded was like, "Hey, thanks for supporting us." I'm thinking, "Oh, he told her and now they they did this so they could both play." She responds, "Oh, that's really awesome. I'm a big fan, but actually, I was hoping my husband could play. Uh, we're expecting our first child, and this is going to be a surprise Father's Day gift for him. What? Like, boom. You can't, da, make, da, da, da. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. That's awesome. And I'm sitting here awkwardly thinking, <clears throat> who, wh- should I what tell do I, her? Yeah, what do I do? So I did nothing because I was like, Mother's Day's in a few weeks. I waited till like the day after Mother's Day, and I messaged the, uh, the husband who had contacted me first. I was like, so did you uh, – you tell her about the gift for Mother's Day? How'd she react? He's like, yeah, I told her. And she told me that she bought this for me. I'm like, oh, thank thank God. Thank God. I've been sweating <laughs> so over this for weeks. Yeah, so uh, that was a really, really awesome uh, story. And we're going to be recording that uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. And then when we do, uh, that'll get released too at some point. So look that's forward awesome. to that. Yeah, that's the first time I'm hearing that story. And that just makes me happy. I don't know, man. It's, it gives me joy. I can't so believe I hadn't cool. already told you that. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't either. Listen, I'm super <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry, Alan. It's okay. Wow, Paul. Paul hates me. I thought he told you. I can't believe you didn't tell Alan, too. I know, right? He told all of us but Alan. I don't uh, know why. Yeah. Sorry, Alan. Wasn't trying I to can't wait to see that game come half together. Of the story. Yeah, when Paul told me that, I about flipped out. Like, that was so cool. <laughs> So, uh, one more really cool announcement. You want to dive into some Q and some A? Oh, announcement. What? We have one no. announcement. What are we announcing? When we first, this is Patreon related too, but it is uh, relevant to everyone who listens to the show because we're talking about, we're going to have a short break and all those things. Uh, I want you to know there's something else we're working on. Uh, some people Ooh. have requested this over the last year and a half. And uh, when we were talking about putting up a Patreon, I was like, there's this thing where you can set tiers, but you can also set goals. Should we set a goal? And what should it be for? A goal. And we decided to set a goal for Make Believe Villains, which is a secondary Ooh, podcast yeah, that we, we would launch, uh, starting off probably just like monthly uh, and then hopefully going bi-weekly uh, called Make Believe Villains that Jeremy oh. would DM. Some of us would play in and uh, you know we'd talk about what that would be and how that would take shape. And we hit that goal like immediately. Our goal was 150 bucks a month. Right now, we're crazy. sitting over 200, uh, which is amazing. By the way, like I'm blown away by that. Honestly, I honestly am. Uh, Get it, like, guys. I remember literally telling Paul, "I'm like, that's kind of a lofty goal. Why are you setting something we'll never hit?" <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, thanks, I, I, thought, I was like, if after a month or two, you, you know, really we're, said that. we're sitting at 30 bucks a month, uh, then maybe we'll drop it down to 50. You know, that's what we talked about because we had no idea what to expect. Uh, Long and short of it is that you guys are amazing, and we love you. We love and you so, so much. Yep. To reward you, we are going to – we're working on Make Believe Villains. We're already working on it. Jeremy's been working. We've been talking a lot, working on some characters and different things. And, and I've so, got the best character idea, oh, just geez. so everyone knows. Yeah, let me Let me grab it. the wheel real quick. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have the first couple of sessions ready to go. I know exactly who's going to be playing. I know exactly. Well, I know they'll derail it within the first five minutes of the campaign. Yes. I know exactly what's going to go down. Uh, I'm super pumped. And just let me put it this way. Be afraid. This is going to hurt. I'm a f- If he oh, DMs, geez. it's always painful. I mean, we're talking about villains. So we're <laughs> talking about. If he DMs, it's always painful. It, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's. Yeah, one, one day we will That's do. Paul. We'll do a, in one of our our next Q and A. Family got massacred once. Yeah, in our next Q and A, we'll just we'll talk about old D and D. I've campaigns. never played a game where 
Je- uh, Jeremy DM. Oh, well, you'll have your chance, maybe. You should be glad. <laughs> you will certainly have an opportunity soon. I just want to point out that I can see you guys twice, and now I see me right now. <laughs> I see me. Uh, <laughs> y'all's video feed is absolute garbage. I can't Actually, tell what I see mine him. is. Ours looks good, I think. Yeah, because but that's he's our camera. We're just going to hope it's you. good. I've got it on my yeah. phone right now. I've been In watching. The picture. It's pretty good. <laughs> how's, uh, how's, how's my video feed Anyway. It's good. It's okay. Okay. It's acceptable. You can tell this is our first time doing this, guys. Oh, that's okay. This is, this is you guys getting to hang out with us. No edits. We're nothing. Fine. Here we are. We're here and, together. Um, fine. But it is time. <gasps> it is time to change gears a bit. Let's cue the A. We're going to talk about season two. Which one was that one? That was the second season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The one after the first one. Is that the one with Jim's cousin Brackle? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Brackle's cousin Jim (laughs) also was in that one. Uh, Season two is over. (laughs) We have finished it. The finale is out there. And we have thoughts. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to uh, address our thoughts about the season. Kind of like we did with our uh, wrap up for season one. And then we'll move into some of the questions that you all have sent us. So to start, um, I don't know. Don't so ask me. Season one and season two were very different. Uh, I was talking to Mason, who played Miles there in the last five or six episodes of season two, something like that, yesterday about you know just kind of the, the way that the seasons feel differently. Um, season one was very, very driven by one central goal, right? Hashtag save the tree. Save the tree. Hashtag save the tree. Someone recently told me we should, uh, it was actually a review. Someone edited their, someone edited their review on iTunes, edited uh, it. saying that we should start saying hashtag kill the mayor. <laughs> it's just, I like it. I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's that's good. Good. hashtag kill the mayor. That is for the win. Hashtag yeah. kill the mayor. <laughs> hashtag kill the mayor. <laughs> Season two, hashtag kill the mayor. Um, there you go. We would, branding. Who needs it? Right. Um, I almost said a season three hashtag, but that would have been a spoiler. Oh boy! Oh. I yeah, didn't almost say. Wait, it. Yeah, you're don't. in season three? I don't think spoilers, I spoilers. We have there have been. I don't think you are. <laughs> there have been ten episodes recorded of season three. Number one, number two, believe nothing. Make believe everything though. Number three, make believe. Oh, everything. Okay, everything. maybe not everything. So, um, we were talking about the finale, uh, and that's that's kind of where I want to uh, focus is the finale. And when I say the finale, I don't mean episode twenty eight. Because see, with season one, you know, when they got to the Grove, everything kind of went crazy. But then episode forty one of season one, the finale, it, it all happened there. All the reveals were there. The big battle was there, and it was in one like hour and thirty hour and forty minute episode. Just everything, just poof, explosion. Season two is different. It, it was kind of like a three or four part finale, honestly. Really, from the time, from the time that Saul Kjorg, from the time that Saul Kjorg and Brackle um, encountered Braxton Tarek in his bedroom, and he like levitated them over the pit or whatever, and they were taken captive. From that point is all in the span of one day, and so that is. I just want to say that I pooped at that point. It was actual poop when we were float. There was, yeah, it was a problem. Poopy. That was one of the, you know, you talk about DM moments mm-hmm. that really stand out. Yeah. And one of them for me was 
floating over the, the, the cavern or whatever and, and getting their big reveal of the Unchained and then the uh, waking up in the cell and trying to break out and being like just wrecked one yeah. HP. I yeah. was so tense. So tense. We actually recorded, um, myself, Alan, Jeffrey, and Jeremy, we recorded in one sitting um, from the time they woke up in the jail cell all the way through to the end of the uh, the epilogue. Like that was all one no 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 we recorded the epilogue later from that till the end of yeah, the fight with yeah. Braxton Tark it was one like three and a half hour <laughs> recording not one recording one session. file but it was one big mega session the first one was like an hour and 20 minutes the second was like two hour recording which got heavily edited down you know obviously anytime you get into combat edits really take out a lot of dead air and stuff like that um, but talking about that the when we first started talking about the podcast, like season one, in my mind, I was calling it the prologue, and season two was season one. Like when we first started talking about this, I was like, "We're going to do a prologue season, and then we'll do chapter one, which is this story with Branchyar." And the reason I said it and that had it that way in my mind, which we eventually abandoned that, but the reason I had it that way in my mind is because the ending of season two sets up everything from this point forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to listen to this without having listened to the end of season Ooh. two and all that. But just in case, like, okay. maybe you're a patron. It's like, I don't want a spoiler. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe you're a patron and you haven't listened to the epilogue yet. If you haven't listened to the epilogue yet, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Okay. And shut it off. Like leave just right leave. now. Go. Uh, and listen to this. Go listen to the epilogue <laughs> and then us, come back. Give us. Should I uh, take my headset off? No, you're good. Okay. Um, but the reveal of the crooked god. <laughs> That there is this timeless being you shouldn't talk that about created him. all things and that he is inherently evil uh, and that he created the gods for the purpose of just making worlds that he could destroy, basically for his will, for his fun, you know, just on a whim. That was the big reveal, and that's, you know, there's all kinds of things, man. I, I'm really going to, I'm going to lose track of myself here. So, can we have a be gender careful. reveal for be careful. him? What? Or it? What? What? <laughs> I don't know. You oh, said okay. reveal. I, like, I didn't know what you said. Like, what? <laughs> uh, this is what exactly. we edit out. <laughs> this is this Jeffrey. is Jeffrey's going. track has just like little pieces here and there of things we can keep. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm you're not sort joking. of joking. Um, so, <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah. So let's let's let me let me ask you guys. Mm. So, um, what were some of your just straight up? I'll, I'll call on you. What are your favorite moments from season two, uh, Jeremy? I know you already started to answer that, so why don't you just give me a call out some of your favorite moments from season two? I, I mean, the best moment, hands down, is Saul being opening the window and be like, "Hey, Jordan, get rid of this." And Jeffrey, without a beat, misses nothing. He goes, <laughs> "Just deadpan." <laughs> out the window best <laughs> moment uh, i died that was one of that's in my top 10 hilarious uh, moments of hilarious. all time died i mean i'm sure oh, we, yeah, we some did of it out because of recording, we couldn't release five but, minutes of us laughing but <laughs> there was probably five yes. minutes <laughs> yeah for real. paul's like you really and anytime a dm says <laughs> yeah. are you sure and, and you say, say yes it usually and is I'm terrible sure paul said 
and Kjorg throws him out the window, like, and he just busts out laughing. It's like, Brack will get the body. He goes, I, 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 I get the body. I'm visibly, I'm visibly, I'm visibly shook. shook. <laughs> I'm shook. Visibly shook. Uh, that was a fantastic moment. There's so many things that was whenever I say moment. something like that, and Paul's like, do you really? I'm like, no. Of course not. <laughs> no. I was like, so no, that don't do that. Don't that, do that. that. One day that's going to bite me and Paul's just going to be like, you did it. Yeah. One day I'm going to make a smash yeah. cut of all the times Alan said, no, that doesn't happen. Or no, I didn't do that. No, I don't. Um, Pardon me. That was one yeah. of my favorite moments, yeah. hands down. Um, in the epilogue, the, the background of the tieflings and the idea that death for a tiefling is going yeah. into the void. That puts so much gravity on Saul and Misk. And what they've done by coming to Manumi. Um, I love that dynamic. I love the Saul Misk dynamic, yeah. period. Uh, somebody in the Discord chat just a minute ago was like, uh, Saul and Misk spin yeah, off? Buddy Cop story with Saul and Misk. Oh, gosh. Oh, that, would be, that would be hilarious. We would have so much fun that with that. That would be awesome. Um, kind of terrifying. It, w- it would be terrifying. That would be a blast. But I've really enjoyed uh, me and Felicia haven't got to play a lot together. And our interactions and the Saul and Misk moments, those are definitely my favorite. Um, I love all the characters in this season, though. This is, um, you know, I hated Lorik with a passion. I love <laughs> you Lorik. played him. Uh, Me too. I hated him too. I love Saul with a passion. And Saul so. is so much worse than Lorik. Saul is so much worse than Lorik. If, if Jeremy plays him, I hate him. <laughs> uh, come on. I'm going to play a, a lawful good paladin a lawful good <laughs> that is just like straight laced soldier up you know i'm gonna play a, a servants in the future you need to play a character exactly. that's a spinoff of jeffrey in real life and then jeffrey no. would literally hate that would be you, one crazy hate. character no, that we could that not, would be a crazy character this podcast oh. could not contain that <laughs> um <laughs> felicia like, uh-uh. why don't you give me some of your or just give me your favorite moments from the season uh when gretchen showed up oh boy I know Paul was sitting here and Mason was on the other side and we literally like screamed like, are you serious? What? You know, like it was a crazy moment (laughs) and I love that so much just because like I said before, I was such a big fan of season one and everything that went on Mm -hmm. and then getting to be in the season and then something from season one actually interacting with my character was just like a dream come true. So So I flipped out. Regarding the fact and, and Alan, I'm assuming that you didn't even know that Gretchen made an appearance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't. This is not a, I'm not burning you. We're not like, burning you. <laughs> no, burning. Alan no. doesn't really listen, Give which is fine. He said it last in our last Q&A, because he records it with us, he just doesn't listen. Some people hate to listen to their own voice, Jeffrey. Same. And, you Same. know, I mean, it's garbage, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, yeah, that my is voice what it is. is I'm pretty sure... No, no, no. I'm pretty sure most, a lot of podcasters don't listen to their own I listen to every episode that airs. I do too, but it's because I listen to it multiple times. Me too. Even if I'm, you know, I'm trying to catch things I miss in the edits and I'm, you know, just uh, critiquing myself terribly. And I do plan to listen back to it maybe in like 10 years and be like, wow. (laughs) Wow, this is way back when, Shiny. Yeah. happened. you remember Gretchen from season one, Alan? I, I think you told me some about what happened. Yeah, she's the one yeah. that Jim bought the robe of eyes from and gave the little yeah. the little booger thing to. So in the first episode of season two, where I'm describing like the booths and stuff on Circle Street, I described one that was like draped in all these 
like uh, veils and it just had a sign above it that said secrets. That's the one that they go into toward the end of the second season. Oh like, my word. And she's in there. Da, da, she's da, da, running this little curio shop, you know, it's, and yeah, um, yeah I th- I, I, that character I made up on a whim when we were recording that stupid shopping episode in season one. That was it a turned out to be great. That That's just episode. the way D&D is. Sometimes that crazy improv stuff is is some of the best things that you get. Um, but anyhow, I just really enjoyed that character, and especially after what Jim did, uh, the deal he made with her, I had to bring her back into it. So I loved it. That was really cool. Uh, there's some cool little things that happen in that episode uh, where she does a trade with Misk to like examine her uh, cloak, the cloak that was Dim Vargas. And the oh. uh, vial of stuff reacts to her. It was really hard to play someone that did not know this person, but I really did know who this was. <laughs> and I kept telling Paul, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do because she's awful. And I don't know. I was like, I don't know what Miss would do. And I, right. I had to really, like, put that aside yeah. of what I knew. Yeah. So that was difficult. Any other Dim Varga is amazing, and don't you dare. I love Dim Varga. Dim Varga's poop. I love, love Dim Varga. What about she the moment poop? when I looked that at Saul and I'm like, I don't want to be like Dim Varga. Yeah. <laughs> Saul has no like, clue. What? Who? Yeah. What? Peasant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other call outs, favorite moments? Oh, uh, I love the moment when the group splits. I know it was a sad moment, but I think yeah. it's because it was so emotional. Yeah. It yeah. was. powerful. I, and was I love all the episodes. Kjorg didn't lose. He didn't, he didn't lose. Technically. Oh, he lost. I loved he all the episodes hard. with the guys without me being in it, but mm-hmm. getting to listen back and Paul put these little spots of me and like me at the other side of town, that was so cool. Like The yeah. way that came together... Just made my day. Yeah, we recorded. It was awesome. We'll get into that. There's a question about that. We'll get into it here in a little bit. Uh, kind of how that all works. That's my favorite moments. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey. My favorite oh moments. Uh-huh. Number one. It's tough one to okay. choose because there's two. We don't have to rank favorite them. moments. Okay, so simultaneously, my favorite moment is when I. Drop that guy out the window <laughs> right, after of Jeremy course, killed yes. him. That it was, was amazing. The best. Yes, and in what probably what was it, episode one or two when uh, Saul comes yeah. out of the portal and we have yeah, that that's fight. episode one. Oh my gosh! One. And I and so I knock him bad. unconscious by drop kicking him in the, the uh, nether Kick region. To the groin. <laughs> the nether region. Yes. <laughs> That uh, was one of my favorite D and D moments ever because I got to knock Jeremy out by kicking him <laughs> in the. Was it a natural twenty? It was. It was. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. it was a natural, natural twenty. To yeah. Amazing. I'm not sure. It, that was an amazing, amazing moment. Also, I just like to point out I defeated the main bad guy. That was an awesome moment. That nat twenty. Yeah. When I listened to that, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, no. It was like the perfect yeah, moment. It really. It, I mean, that was uh, the ultimate mm-hmm. D&D moment, though. Final boss battle. Hit People or die. People are dying left and, and right. Dude yeah, pulls out a net. I hope that we established with the finale to season one that we are not afraid to let our characters die. 
I mean, we yeah, will. No. Not gonna lie, We will. We, if, if it comes down to it, we will let it happen. I don't really want our characters to die in a lame way, you know. Uh, there was an episode, re- one of the most recent episodes we recorded for season three, where I genuinely thought someone could die. <laughs> And it would be so dumb. <laughs> it would be oh, yeah. so dumb. Uh, but it didn't happen. But anyhow, um, you know. And then we're all just like, really, Paul? Really? But at the uh, like, <laughs> Saul. You're in season three? Saul was, was dead. Uh, Saul what? was dead. Okay. Uh, at the end of season two. Um, oh, yeah. The finale. Yeah. Him allowing me to see it was just Paul being kind. Because Saul was down. Saul was down, yeah. Saul Saul was down, um, everything that went on, and the fact that he was a tiefling. But it was really more story uh, that, uh, you know, I gave him that option in the epilogue, the option of a second chance at life. But knowing Saul's character, he was fully, like he had the full capability, the full option of looking Paylor in the eyes and saying, no, nah, no thanks. I would rather go into the void than bow the knee to some god, you know. Oh yeah, I remember when mm-hmm. we were recording it, um, and I, I don't know how how it's cut, but there was one point where we were explaining it, I guess mechanically, right. that this is it, this is absolute death, and I was talking to Paul about it, and I was like, well, I mean, there is a part of Saul who is just like, this is what I'm going to take. Yeah. But ultimately, that's not that wasn't Saul's essence. His whole point of leaving the underworld or leaving the nine hills was, I want to live. I want to experience life that's different than what right. I've experienced yeah. for millennia. I think it was true to Saul's character. Uh, let's see, Alan, me favorite moments from season two. Oh boy! So uh, my first favorite moment is whenever Brackle's first introduced, and it really helped me establish his character well. That you gave me an opportunity to just stab those guys. Just take them <laughs> down. No, no questions like asked. 20 people in the middle of the street. Uh, it was like just so just violent. That was standing awesome. in puddles of their blood. Uh, I mean, yeah. they were ne'er-do-wells. And yeah. Brackle does not abide ne'er-do-wells. Yeah. He's Batman without so that's, the rules. That's another yeah. second. Uh, that's another favorite. Is Every time I got to make a... Where's the detonator? Joke. Oh I don't know. Did God. you edit those out or were they <laughs> left in there? There were some that were left in there. Ninety percent of them were left in there. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, they were there. I'm gonna God enjoy that whenever I listen back. In ten years. Uh, so that's another one. Another one was uh, Kjorg screaming, "I'm the people's champion!" with the pots and pans. <laughs> yeah. And then we pushed the all the overhead. all the halflings off the off the ledge. That was great. That. N- oh yeah, yeah. That, I that rolled awesome. Yeah. And then the rest of my rolls were garbage. garbage. Just like, but that was cool. You you still killed like. Eight I was of like, them. "Hey guys, look what I can do!" And then I'm like over here dying. Just like That's a just lemon. How I roll. Oh, and I forgot about. <laughs> oh yeah. the bush oh, boy. Are you the bush, bush sorcerer? Bush <laughs> enchanter. Hope and kill. Oh yeah. There were a lot of big moments in this season. Uh, Many much. Yeah. Uh, like for, okay, go ahead, Alan. Go ahead. Sorry, two two more, up. real quick. Yeah. Go the other it. one was whenever we were just kind of <laughs> awkwardly. Sneaking around Braxton Tarek's manner, not really sure what to do. 
and we were just, and, yeah. you know the whole guy out the window thing yeah. just the the awkwardness of that like he's and he was just like okay what are you what are you doing yes and then at the very end whenever Brackle <laughs> learned the truth about the chained one and yes and just how that shook him like like yeah. I was reacting to that in real time I did not know all this oh, yeah. backstory and so yeah. just having Brackle be like well if if the actual you know creator is evil then shouldn't everybody be evil is shouldn't we follow his yeah. you know having to deal with that i remember when we recorded that episode because we had recorded the finale the big fight all that stuff like i said it was like a three and a half four hour session basically to get all that recorded and it was late we all had to work the next day and we just had to stop and then we came back later after having some time to sort of think and recorded Process. the epilogue which then just dumped all of this knowledge on us and, and revealed the truth of the world I could get into some stuff there, uh, and I'll try to hold back. But I remember just the the live hold reactions back. from everybody, like, "Whoa, like seriously, this like everything they know is wrong." And I loved that Brackle, which I mean, you know, it makes sense because Saul's obviously from the hills. He's just worried about whether or not he's about to go into the void, mostly at that moment yep. in the moment. But also, like, what what about the Tieflings? Do they not have a god? Like, why are we left out of the picture? Uh, and then Kjorg even has some doubts, like, well, what about the orcs? You know, what about the half orcs? Of course, he gets an answer, and he even becomes Paylor's champion, right? Ooh, he is the people's champion. And Paylor's champion. So there's that whole thing. That's really cool. But then there's Brackle, who's like everything he's ever known from his from birth, and never believed, having grown up in and around Branshire, the patron city of Paylor. What the gods are not really the gods, like they are, but they're they weren't first, and their creator was some evil thing, and you know it, I can I can understand. I mean, you know, it, just real life, how the, a revelation like that could be that everything you've ever believed is not only it, it's not necessarily a lie, but it's just not the way you always thought it was. And I loved Brackle's reaction to that. I thought it was a very powerful and a key moment for Brackle as a character. Also, Brackle, what's your shadow? No. Oh. Also, the whole Dark Link thing, with them <laughs> fighting, like the... Oh, that was awesome. That, that was, was cool. Like, sitting down in my bed over three years ago, writing down stuff, just thoughts and plans and ideas. That was one of the first things I ever wrote down. I was like, I want to do a Dark Link battle in d and I want to rip off yeah, Dark Yeah, exactly. Link. Yes. Nintendo makes money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Zelda. Zelda's my bread and butter, Breath of the Wild for life, uh, Ocarina of Time for, you know, Zelda bread for life. Zelda for life. Mm. But uh, I, I, I love the, uh, <laughs> that whole concept, and I really enjoyed doing that in the finale. So let's, uh, let's see. We were, let's yeah, let's, let's go a. ahead. We're already like 40 minutes into this. And we probably won't cut it off. One question. Hour. Oh, We've done my one goodness. question. In forty minutes. Yes. Well, yes, but that was that was really just my question, uh, so we could just start open discussion about our thoughts. Now we're going to direct our thoughts with questions from listeners. Um, this is a live Q and A where we live Q and A with each lovely. other. I quit. Another one. So uh, this is a question from friend of the show, our self-proclaimed greatest fan, uh, Brayden Rojas. Ooh. 
Brayden, I, I love that you blow up the, uh, yeah. the Discord. It's just like, Wah! and I'm like, oh, this is great. I have yeah. a question. Can we call him Brohas? <laughs> I don't know. He's you have to ask him. Brohas. You have to ask him. Um, he's not list. He's not tuning in live. He told us on Discord oh, he had yeah, to work I tonight. He's not. Sorry, Brayden, but you can check it out later on the YouTubes. Um, yeah, man. He. He asked this question, question. What are your favorite parts about Manumi? And I know we, we sort of talked a little bit about this in the Discord, but let's do it now. What are your favorite parts about Manumi? Jeffrey, go. Servants off the just wall. Just servants. He just just him. He's dead. Like He's dead. I love the lizard bats. That's like and especially the ninja yeah. lizard bats. Those were awesome. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I can't really get into some of it. So. Oh, spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. You're in season but, three? Not necessarily. Nobody's in know. season three. But Clint apparently I'm started. the only Lizard one who may not be. Are really, really cool because they were they they started off early on and they kind of ran through the whole season of one. Season one. Yeah. Which that doesn't really have anything to do with season no, two. No, but that is but a thing in Monumi. Of Monumi. I love the so I'll give you, I'll give all of you guys just a, some lore there, uh, freebie. Here it is. It's probably come up oh, again snap. in Man Rat, but the lizard bats are their creations of the Dracon Kelly. What? Like they're specifically created ooh, by the Dracon ooh, Kelly. Ooh, 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 which is my favorite part ooh, of Manu. That's, that's one of my the favorite Dracon parts too. Kelly. I love nice. the Dracon Kelly. I, I, Paul and I, there we had some. We, we went to Gen mm-hmm. Con together yeah. last year. And we got to run a game, which we featured a Dracon Kelly that you are not going to hear about right now. But it was awesome, and the people who got to play it loved it. Um, maybe some of y'all are listening right now. Um, I love the Dracon Kelly. That is the coolest part of my movie, hands down. Anything that has to do with any of them, like any character comes up, and I'm like, is that a Dracon Kelly call? <laughs> hey, yo, there have been others um, in the show. Yeah, there oh, has. snap. Yep. I have loved the lore of the Drake and Kelly, figuring out who they are, motivations. Uh, you know, I want to know, you know, Hope and Kel talked about some that are, are some of them dead? Are some of them mm-hmm. mad? Are some of them, you Yeah, know, they're not all living. How many are there? That. I'll tell you. They're not all living. Yeah, I like those guys, too. Uh, by far... The Drake and Kelly. And then there's so many secrets about Manumi that hasn't come mm-hmm. to light yet because Paul has been playing individual games in this world at different places. Yeah, I have done that. And uh, uh, I don't know if he'll ever use it, but there's a character called Ooh. The Shade that I'm more than beyond excited to uh, to see if Is it ever makes its way to the Is podcast. that a spoiler? So what you're referring to, The Shade... Shade. Yeah, Never that's heard a, of her. that's one of the many many aliases that this character has used Ooh. over the. Over oh time. my gosh! And he may or may Ooh. not have already made an appearance in this podcast. What? Oh. Do I even know you? Get hype. Anyway, so um, oh yeah, I don't I'm, even know this guy, Alan. We need to talk. <laughs> I'm the Alan. shade. Yes. Yeah, you are. The whole time. <laughs> Every character Alan plays at the end, we just announced that they were actually all the shade That's the whole true. time. What are, yes. what are some of your favorite parts about Manumi, the world in general? So my first favorite thing is the name because it sounds like umami, which is meat <laughs> flavor. 
Uh, thank you. Nice. Yes. Uh, the other one. <laughs> Felicia's face. <laughs> Listen, half the stuff y'all say, I have no idea. I'm just like, yeah, I know that. And I like, Real quick, oh, what is in, that? In the epilogue, I edited this out. But there's a moment where, I, where the moment where Paylor says that they called the world Monumi, which in the language of the gods means freedom. I said they called the world Monumi, and Alan says, that's a dumb name. Everyone's just like, oh. And he's like, I'm just kidding, just kidding. And I'm just like, Alan, hang up. <laughs> I was, I don't remember Alan, that. Hang up. <laughs> that really happened. You were a little loopy at certain points when we recorded that. You're just crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but no, like one thing I love is lore. Uh, mm-hmm. So like I like to read like I, I read a lot of fantasy books. I read a lot of D and D like source books and watch TV, play video games, all of that. And I love something that's got lore that's not like just told outright. So the Dark Souls games, right? Those games mm-hmm. don't have much of a like story where you just play from start to finish and you get fed this story. It's through like the background and the, the item descriptions and through conversations you have to piece it together yourself. So I've yeah. never actually finished a Dark Souls game. But uh, I know a lot about the lore because I watch YouTube channels that kind of piece it sure. together and all that stuff. So with something like the Forgotten Realms or Eberron or one of those, I love the lore in it. But it's kind of just kind of out there. You know, you pick up a book and you read it and it's almost like reading a catalog. So one thing I like about Manumi is that the lore is still hidden. And it's being yeah. revealed in a way similar to how it is in Dark Souls. Like what you mentioned earlier, like the Secrets Tent or whatever it was called. Stuff like that that's hidden in the background that I didn't even notice. And, you know, I mean, you even have the potential to make stuff up on the fly. But, you know, not mm-hmm. in a sloppy way. Just say, oh, this is going to fit well kind of way. So that's something really unique to D&D. But especially like when you're homebrewing a world and there's so, like Dracon Kelly and the Chained God and other little things like the Tieflings and their whole deal. Like where that, you know, what's their whole lot in life? Just having all this different lore that is not completely defined in some source book you can just go out there and read, but it still leaves a lot to piece together over time. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting. Uh, well, I'm first of all, I'm glad to hear you say that because there's been I've had some I don't want to say anxiety, I guess worry at times over am I am I holding back too much? You know, uh, we've had a lot of requests for a world building episode. I'll just be frank: the number one reason I didn't want to do a world building episode was because the whole thing with the chain god. And the crooked God, the crooked father. I, that was the big reveal that's kind of like the biggest part of the lore for me is that there's this figure that no one in the no one in existence knows about or has known about for a long time. And now that is changing. And as to why, you know, more of that will probably come out as we go on in these seasons. Uh, but now that that is out there, and we've started with Patreon, we have at the uh, Make Believe Adventure tearing up, you get access to a thing called um, Monumi Unwrapped, which is where I'll be breaking down specific parts, things like some of the Dracon Kelly, things like like I just did a big history of Branshire, things that I have written and things that I have detailed. But to me, I'm like you. Like I would rather, you know, I didn't go read the history of Middle Earth and then go read the Lord of the Rings. 
I read the Lord of the Rings and I experienced the world and learned the history through the story. And then there would be part, there would be times where, you know, they're singing around a campfire and Aragorn tells, you know, sings for them the lay of Baron and Luthien and all of that. And you're learning about all this lore just, you know, as it comes along. And to me, that's, you make my heart. That's the swell. better, that's the better way for me as well. And Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm go- I will legitimately Death. murder you. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that, Make Alan. So, uh, Felicia? I totally agree with what Alan said. I was actually going to say that. I'm not like, you know, mm-hmm. taking it from Alan. Plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> Alan. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, I pretty much like not knowing Rowling. everything until it ha- until it's necessary for my character or for me to know because mm-hmm. sometimes I talk a lot and I end up saying stuff Mm -hmm. and then i look at you and you give me this look like you don't need to say it like don't say that but it's better for me not to know (laughs) just because i do talk so much so there have been more than there's been more than one occurrence where where jeremy has has uh written me into a corner with junk that he says um which welcome a lot of times that is predicated on conversations that we've had uh, things that I've mentioned to him in private mm-hmm. about, you know, like when he was Lorik, I mentioned things about Vent Haven. And that was cool that he would use that. But then sometimes he'd say things and I'd be like, don't say that. Why are you saying that? <laughs> you and, know? And, with me, <laughs> and with me, I don't really just come up with ideas for, like, I'm going to throw this at Jeremy because he's my brother, you know, yeah. Saul's my misc yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. But I just wait for Jeremy to throw them at me, which then I'm like, oh, no. And then I oh, look I do at it Paul, a lot. he's like, roll with it. I'm like. Uh, and then that's you know that's things that came out in season two but yeah. seriously for me i don't know a lot of D history i didn't even know who the dracon kelly were until i asked paul and then i know i'm really awful but i just don't know the lore as much as y'all you're do. not awful no, no, no you're i've just great. played and whatever yeah. my favorite parts about monomi are all of it because i made it just kidding. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. Ooh. My favorite parts and you're <laughs> my favorite parts about Manumi are I love the Drake and Kelly. I love uh, everything with the Crooked God and and the gods themselves. Um, and like Alan said, I like the idea of being able to build certain things as we go. I don't, Not being I, really held to. Yeah, I don't want to drone on. Basically, um, one of my one of my methods as I set out to world building. Was like the I looked at the D and D races and their sub races, and I was like, "Why are these here?" Because in you know Forgotten Realms or D and D proper, they all have their origin. Like, why are there Lightfoot halflings and Stout halflings? Why are there Rock gnomes and Forest gnomes, Wood elves and High elves, and all of that? And I thought, I want to I want to use these races because I love all of them, but I want to have my own reason, you know. And that's when I. You know, I made uh, the four gods, and I was like, okay, I'm only going to have four gods. That's going to be my pantheon. And I started mapping that out and what each one uh, was, you know, the god of or their, you know, their uh, domain or what have you. And I started looking at each of the races. You know, the elves were created by Prevalian, the goddess of magic, because the elves are innately magical, and that's a part of their creation. But the wood elves uh, were seduced. I'm doing the quotey fingers by uh, Atonia to leave Prevalian and to embrace her brand of magic, if you will, which isn't so much magic as it is nature, I guess. And uh, that created a rift between them. You know, I talked about the 
you know, the humans being made by Paylor, the Jors being made by Dervetter, and then Atonia making the halflings, which are basically a spinoff of humans, and the gnomes, which are a spinoff of the dwarves, because of her relationship with those two gods. That she's kind of like the the odd one out, you know? And so there's there's all these things that I know and that are in my head that, that, I, that I, I put a lot of thought into when I was creating the gods and creating the races, and that stuff I still love thinking about. And I still love doing that with the new races. Because one thing I did not do is develop lore for tieflings when I started. And then Jeremy's like, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to play a game. We're going to play tiefling. Of course. And so I'm like, okay, so what did. about the tieflings? You're and then welcome. I had this idea, oh, well, the tieflings, what if all the tieflings, except for the ones who were born here, you know, by, you know, birthed from another tiefling, are actually devils that left the hells come to the mortal plane and when they die they have no afterlife because they had their afterlife before life so it's i, re- it's I remember when life. you explained that to me and i it's was a just before like life. okay say it all again <laughs> exactly so one more uh, time please recently someone was asking me about like warforged and stuff and i was like hmm and i've already got you know i love thinking about what to do with those uh you know those races we had a one of our patrons uh created an npc He's at the MB8, MB Ooh. royalty tier and created an NPC for us. And it was an odd race. And I was like, hmm, what do I do with this? You know, I love that that challenge. I'm going to stop talking now and give you guys more of a chance to talk. So uh, this question Talkin comes wrong. from Andrew. And he asked, you mentioned in the last Q&A there will be a rotating cast. Who's going to be swapping out for next, for season three? Wait on. Bye, guys. Okay, I will tell you this. None of us. I'll tell you this. At the end of the epilogue, you're given an outline for seasons three, four, and five. You are. <gasps> one of them is taking place in the fall, one of them is taking place in the winter, and one of them is taking place in the spring consecutively because there's a limited time frame in which they are to find the Unchained, which, by the way, the Unchained is the name of the organization that's trying to unchain the Crooked Father, right? What was chained will be unleashed. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Also really like that. Um, okay. No more of that. I'm sorry. What happened? No, I missed it. No more of that. Um, <laughs> so season three, Saul is going on his mission to Fallen Grove. There you go. As to who will be playing, um, I'm not going to say. I did say. <laughs> Everybody I said this earlier, dies. though. Just don't, you know, like some of these guys have been talking about, oh, the Elman season. Don't believe anything they say. Everyone here is trying. Don't believe anything. Everyone in this room is trying to misdirect you. And I love it. doing a season three. But out of the kindness of my heart, I will warn you to not believe anything. Just stay tuned. I'm sorry not to give you a direct answer, but stay tuned. I think you're going to, hopefully you're going to dig it. Uh, Let's move on to another question, shall we? Another one uh, from Braden. This is specifically for Saul. Jeremy, what is it that Saul really came to Manumi for? Is it because he wants more friends? I think he wants something more. Care to elaborate? Ooh. Ponies. I'm going to stare a long, long time into the camera, just longingly at you. Uh, what? The the answer to that question is none yet. <laughs> oh, 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 savage. Wow. Got him. Goodness. Got him. Uh, Saul, Saul is definitely primarily motivated because he wanted to get out of the yeah. Nine Hills. He had literally been in such a position of power that he had experienced in his mind everything the Nine Hells had to offer. So he left. Gone. Uh, Misk being in the natural plane was probably a push factor or pull factor for it, um, just because 
he wouldn't quote unquote be alone if he found her there. Um, and anything aside from that is between me and Paul and you're not going to find out until we get there or we don't. Boom. Because Saul could already be dead. The more you know. Is the more and you knowing know. knowing is half the battle. Yeah, so pretty Joe. much he left because of Misk. So we, we know Saul loves Misk. Oh, That's what you it is. wish. You wish. Best Misk friend. is my favorite character. <laughs> we had another quick question wow. from The Swamp on Twitter. They ask this. The uh, can we get a season that goes from 1 to 20? That's an odd question. The answer Whoa. is I have no idea. That's a long season. One to twenty. Like, no, like what? I think she just. I think that the the question is, can we get a season that goes like twenty episodes? I thought no. it meant like. Oh. And no season that goes from level one. That's what to I thought. Yeah. Like super quick. Uh, that makes a lot more can sense. Can we get like wow. one to twenty? Like boom! Wow. So that would be a long. Wasn't season. that season two? A level an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we did like yeah like that a level up that's an interesting idea. I I think that I mean I know what level we're on for season three. I feel that by the time the story of Monumi's wrapped up, you should see some characters at Probably. level twenty. Safe bet. Um, but Man, I've never it's played not a guarantee. We yeah. I, I ran a one shot for level ten characters at Gen Con, the one that Jeremy saw earlier. That's an experience. Crazy. Level 10 characters are nuts. I don't think I've seen over like They are six or so seven. powerful. What level was Garth? We were like level... Uh, in 4th edition? Like, I think we got, got to like level 15, but 4th edition went up to level 30. Yeah, it, it scaled differently. Oh, yeah. wow. 4th yeah. edition, we made it level 15. I think we were at 16 when Maybe, we finished yeah. our 4th edition. I felt like I had game. so much stuff to remember then, but anyway. Yeah, it was like 6 pages. Yeah, that's because 4E was so crunchy, but... Anyhow, um, since we're talking about levels, we had another question. Um, I'm trying to find it so I can uh, say who the question was from. Here it is. It asks, this is from Wick This. That's a username. Nice. This. I like it. I know this. I what know up, his Wick? name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Anyway, uh, he's on uh, our Discord. Wick This. Uh, what level is Saul Brackle and the gang? Me and Jeffrey are the gang. Saul, Brackle, the and gang. the gang. I love yes. it. I love it. The gang. Uh, so the answer to this question is, I think you guys ended at level five? five? Level four? I believe that's correct. Yeah. I mean, I I've got D&D Beyond five. right here. Yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Level five is where I think we ended the season. But I will, I will tell you this. Season one, we started at level one. Season two, we also started at level one. We won't be doing that anymore. From now on, we'll be starting at higher levels, oh. like season. Oh my! Unless everyone, unless everyone dies, dies. <laughs> uh, but the plan is to Yellow. start people at higher levels uh, going forward. <laughs> probably, you probably won't see any characters under level five in MBH proper. Yeah, it was level forward. four where we ended. Okay. 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 Unless I forgot to level up, you probably did. But both, both of <laughs> my, I, I, I ended up having two Brackle characters for some reason they're both at level four i just kicked my whole desk it went everywhere kick it earthquake good? yeah so Next. what inspired you guys to make your previous characters 
let's see. This is from Wilshire. Uh, the question, what inspired you to make your previous characters? So what's up? Uh, Will? let's start with Alan on this one. Alan, Try. what inspired you to make Brackle and uh, Jim? Sure. I feel like I've talked about this before, but I will. Uh, so I can't remember, though. So basically, anytime I create a character in D&D, I try to take mm-hmm. an aspect of my own personality and crank it to 11. So for uh, Jim, that was curiosity and a love of learning and knowledge. And I mean, you can see how I'm, I'm not like Jim in the sense that I'm not like trying to wrestle lizard bats into a ship so that I can study them in the middle of danger. Right. Because one, lizard bats aren't real. And two, mm-hmm. in the middle of danger, I try to uh, hide or take action. But I do love to learn. Like I read math books for fun sometimes and watch science and math shows on YouTube. So that's wow, kind of nerd. I know, right? <laughs> Just uh, kidding. And uh, nerd, nerd alert. Nerd like, alert. So I have a notebook sitting beside my couch. And last night, right. literally last night, I worked out a equation with points and vectors for how to determine whether two lines intersect because I was reading a computer graphics book that had me do that. So that's Jim. Uh, the the other that's one cool. for Brackle, so that that's sort of my uh, serious side. So, like, I, y'all have heard me on here, and you know I'm very goofy and lighthearted. But there are times whenever I just get, like, you know, uh, pedal to the metal. Where's, Where's the detonator? You know, there's times whenever I just really buckle down and get things done. Like, and again, not to Brackle's degree where I focus on nothing else and I'm a joyless person. (laughs) I mean, Brackle's not completely joyless, but you know, so for Brackle, I was just like, you know, I want to take that serious side of me whenever, you know, the chips are down, the rubber meets the road, all these Mm -hmm. other metaphors and analogies and idioms and just crank that up and distill it and remove all else (laughs) and see how that plays out. Oh, you're doing the thing yes, right now. Exactly. <laughs> this is it. And that's um, all of my characters so far. So far. Jeremy. Hey, uh, that's, I mean, Saul, Saul really was one of the first characters I ever mm-hmm. made. Um, whenever I, I was a dungeon master before I was a player, which is awesome. I would, I still to this day would rather DM than be a player. Um, but Saul was, I want to be a rogue and I want to be a tiefling and you get Saul. It is the, the worst things of my character. Um, I don't know. I, I like Saul's ability to put himself in a dangerous situation quickly. Um, I just, I just felt like he would be an interesting dynamic to any party. And, uh, you know, I had a character that was, uh, Serastus, a closet that was a devil mm-hmm. Um, who was, you know, this little maniacal evil creature that was sitting in fires and, you know, wanting to eat the dead and, uh, you know, he was a demon. Um, and I was like, okay, so what does that look like as a player character? And it's kind of Saul. Saul, the only difference is, is Saul is on a path to where he wants to be less of that. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's where Saul came from. Lorik was... I want to play the character that I would never be, and that was Lork, who is the shaky, stuttery. Oh, it hurts my soul to think about having to play anything <laughs> like that. Um, but I had fun with him. Lork was a one lot of my of favorites. Um, 
Oh, thanks, Flea. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed him. He uh, he came out of the idea of uh, the nervous wizard. I, I was always a striker when it came to games. I was that's why I went rogue. I normally would take the assassinate trait. Didn't do it this time, um, but I went the opposite. So let's play the cowardly, uh, nervous, and wizard. It was really cool. I really enjoyed playing a wizard. I definitely will play a caster again. Jeffrey. I don't even know. <laughs> Just made him. <laughs> Just made him. I think Paul's like, Paul's like, yeah, I need you to be this or this with servants. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be that. So I was a paladin. But like, what was your and inspiration was... for Vance? Nothing. I don't know. I just came you up just with it. Did it. A sticker on the back yeah, of a that computer. Was it. Vans yeah. off the I wall. I mean, the name came from from the Vans off yes, the wall. Obviously, it's just, I still love uh, that. Great. It's I love great. It. What about Kjorg? And all the and all the soldiers' names that were shoes yeah, too. All of the soldiers in <clears throat> Vance's backstory episode toms. are a play off of a different type of shoe. What? I didn't know that. Yep. Heelys, Heelys in uh, Lorik's backstory is, is literally <laughs> Heelys, like the stupid, the yes. stupid shoes with the that would drop blade. the roller skates out the bottom of the worst. So oh. yeah, I, I really don't think there was much inspiration for Servants. I don't know. I just kind of, just kind of came what up with it. What about Kjorg though? Surely Kjorg. Kjorg. Yeah. I I just I don't get to yell and act crazy a lot, so I wanted to do that. There you go. And I thought you thought I'll you know, hold this pan over my head and smack it with a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> half orc fighter worst. is perfect for I agree. that. Love it. Uh, what crazy. about Misk? Uh, Paul said, "Hey, you're gonna be uh Jeremy's character's sister, and you're a tiefling." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, Surprise. awesome." He said, "Come out with a name and kind of you know figure out your character." And since I was, you know, new to the cast, I didn't want to do a character that, like an, like a voice or something that would be really hard for me to play my first time. Mm-hmm. So I, my character is a lot like me. Well, see, that was part of the reason t- for making you a sibling was it gave you a an immediate connection. Like she said, she's like this isn't this wasn't our first time playing D anD D. We played D anD D together right. plenty of times, but that gave her a connection with one of the players. To that would be an automatic way for getting into the story, for getting into role play situations, and we just you know we talked about it's like yeah let's do this that'd be really cool if you're you know if you're cool with that and it was awesome yeah and I'm, I mean Misk awesome. is Paul told me you know you awesome. could be like this or you know he was he was making my like we were both looking at my yeah. character sheet and stuff yeah. and he was like well you need to come up with a reason why you left the nine hills and I was like uh, I don't know. And, you know, we were just throwing stuff back at each other, and Misk came yeah. to be. And I love her. Like, she. Yeah. Misk is great. She has turned out to be a really cool character to play. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, she. Paul's like, you know, you, your character is this type, you know, because we already made her. Yeah. And he said, you need to be the speaker of the group. And I'm like, oh, I'm a horrible at speaking for a group. Like, girl, you a bard, girl. I'm, I'm that crazy person that's in the back, you know, <laughs> you more like Torque's character. So that was a part that was a little different for me. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you landed that. somewhere in the middle yes. of the speaker, but also the just person. the crazy person. Yes. So After yeah. Misk's origin story, mm-hmm. I really 
I felt like I connected more to her. Right. And it was a really cool transition from Misk at the beginning and then Misk after the origin story. Like that was neat. Yes. So we have some questions from Sam, who is a friend of the show. Uh, we've been in some What's email up, correspondence lately. Give me some Sam. advice on some volume issues we've been having, trying to get that fixed. And he mm. finally helped me out. Um, Sam sent a few questions to us. So his first one is interesting. It says this, how did the players handle the narrative irony as their characters were in the dark about the true identity of John Varick or the location of the other characters after the party split? Was it hard to prevent your knowledge of the plot details from affecting your character's decisions and role play? You made it sound easy. So to preface this, Saul, Kjorg, and Brackle had no idea. They had no idea. And by the which I mean, Jeremy, Jeffrey, and Alan had no idea that Misk was in Branchyar when they were there. So the reason <laughs> the reason they could play it that way is because they did not know. We did separate recordings. Um, just because of scheduling and just the way it all worked out, uh, you know, bringing um, Mason in to play Miles, we would record their segment separately from the other segment. It just worked out that way. And it did help with that. Like Felicia was saying, sometimes it's hard. I think our cast does a great job of separating themselves between character knowledge and player knowledge. I think they do a really good job at that. But Felicia, <clears throat> Felicia at Gretchen's Tent. It's an excellent example of that with the black goop. Yeah. And also Felicia the whole time. Like Felicia yeah. had more knowledge about what was going on with the other players than they did about her. Um, mm -hmm. And so she had to – she did have to separate that a little bit. Uh, would you say that was tough? It was very tough at times. <laughs> the it Gretchen was, was probably the hardest thing because mm -hmm. I literally – Paul can remember I screamed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's Gretchen. That's like, awesome. What the heck? I thought it Come would on. be really fun to reveal to Misk and Felicia that John Varig was a traitor, but not the rest. Uh, so they had no idea. <laughs> like when, when we were recording that and Zahn walks in and he stabs John uh, Varig in the chest. Yeah, we were like, Brock what? was like, Zahn! <laughs> we thought it was going down. <laughs> so I was like, I cut his ear off. <laughs> cut his ear see, off. See, it was funny because I already knew mm -hmm. that it was John Varick who was going to be the traitor. Me mm -hmm. and Paul kind of talked about it, you know, for the story. Like, Misk needed to play that like that. Yeah. And if she would have come to, you know, whatever. And Misk didn't know John Varick at all. Yeah. So when he come to the door and he's like, Oh, my name's John, and I need to talk to Shiv, and she blah, heard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she'd heard like, the recording there. And he's knew. not going to know who John is. Like, come on, man. Give me more than that. Yeah. That was literally Felicia being like, you got to tell me your name. Felicia helps me with edits. So she had heard some of that. You know, she'd heard, she knew who John Berg was. Felicia did before Misk did. So there was some separation there. Uh, he also asked, go Just ahead, a, go ahead. The DM tip right there. If you have players that are struggling with that, there's nothing wrong with letting your players react and be like, oh my gosh, I know that guy's evil. You know, your players know that, but their characters yeah. don't. And then you as a DM saying, all right, let's rein yeah. it in, hit the rewind button. This person walks in, your characters don't know. Yeah. What would your character yeah. do? I don't think we let any of those little, like what I was talking about, how I screamed and all that stuff. So I don't think we put any of that in the final. Because when he said... Oh, I'm John Varig, and Misk is like, oh, like it just goes straight to her. I don't think I Felicia says anything, you know. Yeah. But he's yeah. she's just like, oh, well, I'll go tell him. I'll go let him know. So. 
Okay. Good times. Sam also asks, during the finale, when Jeremy tried to shoot magic missiles at a friendly NPC, I had a flashback to the end of season one. Did any of y'all <laughs> think about that too? Rest in peace, guy. Ooh. Yes, Sam. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think Jeremy is a monster. What? So there's the there's You're your. You're not wrong. <laughs> Hence why servants killed Eric in season one. No. <laughs> Uh, no, but yes, uh, there's definitely. Lord saved you all. I'll be honest. When we were, when I was editing the finale and stuff, and after we recorded, like in the moment, I didn't even think about it. But as I'm editing the finale, and at the end, I'm thinking there are some parallels here between the finale to season one and season two. <laughs> not just with Laric and and Saul, which are two very, very, very different characters. <laughs> By the way, Jeremy, you can say all you want about how much you hate Laric, but season one, he has a perfect arc. From a narrative, oh from a narrative, from a narrative viewpoint, his Telling art is amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's tragic and beautiful at the same time. It's freaking In the sad. Arms I of a oh my god! <laughs> Sweet mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this god. is also things that happen. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, he had one more question. We'll throw it out here. Also during the finale, how did Zahn enter the battle? Perhaps it'll be revealed more in the epilogue. He Paylor. What? That's how he did it. What? Whoa, Say whoa, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoilers? That's not a spoiler. You Zahn's said Paylor? what now? I mean, yeah, we already gave the warning. <laughs> and yeah, Zahn was Paylor the whole time. It was not. Oh, I thought you so, said John. I was like, John of Eric, Paylor's dead? No, Zahn. Okay, I regret, I regret naming them similarly. <laughs> You know, Zon John. John. Zon, I should have went something Zon, other John. than John. John. Uh, Zon. When Zon showed up there at the end, he was Paylor. <laughs> and uh, like he got banished by the magic there at the beginning of that. What was that? In the episode uh, 27, maybe? When he touched the. Uh, when Saul touched the rapier. 26. It's like a trap set by all of them. Anyhow, uh, but he uh-huh. came back because he is literally the god of the sun. And he has a he's lot amazing. of power, and he's also a god. Uh, and he he did, but he didn't show up. Like all of that stuff, battles over. Kjorg dropped Braxton Tark to zero hit points with that natural twenty. Boom. Had he not, that was crazy. had he not like dead, chain broken. Season three looks a lot different. You know what I'm saying? I still can't believe I got a natural 20 at that moment. Because like I said before, my plan for the next three seasons in terms of a loose outline is you've got Saul going in season three to uh, Fallen Grove, trying to stop the machinations of the Unchained to reach, you know, to stop whatever's going to happen there, find out what it is. Same thing with Kjorg going, trying to find a champion for Dervetter in season four, and then season five, Brackle. But if at the end of season three, like the Chained... God, the crooked father is released, then then it changes. Everything could change. Yeah. So that's a loose, loose projected outline. Scary. Uh, let's Very get some more scary. questions. A couple more. We've already been, yeah, we've gone two hours and 15 minutes. We're going to wrap it up soon, but we got a few more questions we can. Two hours. Uh, sorry. My One stupid hour. Logic Pro, it, it starts at an hour at zero for some it reason. Makes and no I always sense. forget. I always forget to turn it off. And I can, but I forget. Um, so this is a question from Tom Abbott. Did you What's up Tom? Did you feel like the challenges of this season were harder than last seasons? So I feel like he that 
I feel like that could go in two different ways. Does he mean like? Yeah, I mean like some of the encounters, some of them. Were yeah, tougher, that's that's I like, like I think yes. that maybe it, that's part. Of, but I think this question's more about like the, what are the challenges of this season. But also, uh, it could be in season one. You know, it it is we need to go here and yeah, save the tree. Yeah, that's in what season I think. two. It's like y'all need to go there. Okay, what we do after we go there? I don't know. Well, I kind of wanted to leave things a little more open in season two. You know, give you guys a few more options. Um, you know, you, you guys could have spent more time in Branshire. You, you accepted the quest that Zalan offered you. Uh, had you not, things could have gone differently. It still would have worked toward, I mean, on the last day of the festival, Braxton Tark was going to try and do that thing to open up a portal. Or not open a portal, oh, yeah. but... Uh, I feel like season two was a little bit more complex, if you look at Very complex, especially if you look at the last six, seven episodes. There are a lot of moving parts in season two. A lot of characters. Yeah. You know, you guys run into a lot of characters in season one, like, you know, um, Fang. Saluin. Saluin. Uh, Two words. Blood contract. Elamir and uh, Grenuncle and um, El- what Elevonre. You guys met the the dude with the uh, the fairy man or whatever. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that you met. The dwarf who took his Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwarf's Frostbeard. I mean, I know it wasn't set up that way, but season one did a whole bunch of setup. And the yeah. guy who ran the weapon shop who gave me my modified yeah, Season one was the perfect season for a starting show. And then Great. season two, we had Jupiter. Yeah, and sweet lord. Jupiter. Uh, in season two, there were a lot of characters <laughs> I love you, introduced Alan. that are I love you. important <laughs> characters that will be that will probably continue, like the Shiv. The Shiv. Uh, Paylor. Yeah, I mean, uh, Zahn, <laughs> yeah, Paylor. The Shiv. Um, you know, Brianna, these characters that are key figures that you guys kind of interact with, Hope and Kill. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Hot Feet became a big part of season two. Uh, originally, it wasn't necessarily my plan, but it just kind of kind of went that way. Um, Braxton Tarek and the Unchained, um, Aranis Galadir, or cool. as Jeffrey likes to call him, Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> so it's many, like Jupiter. So many of those in the edit. Yeah. Go back. And uh, someone keep a tally of how many times Alan says Juniper's name wrong. Um, Did you keep those yeah, in? Juniper. We're, 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 uh, while we're talking about all oh, these yeah. NPCs, the challenges were developing these um, NPCs with some depth that matter to the world for me and trying to do them correctly, you know, make their voices semi-different. I struggle with that sometimes, I think. Um. There was, just, there was a lot. There was a lot of challenges in season two. Do I think it was more challenging? Do I think it was harder? No, I think it was different. I, I think I, I can't. Something that I have decided, and I think is wise, that you know, we should all understand. Hopefully, the listeners do too. We can't compare the seasons to each other. Um, you know. <sighs> Directly, they're different. They're very different. Season one is a journey. It's you know, think like Lord of the Rings. You can get from point A to point B and complete a mission. It's that sort of a thing, which is what a lot of fantasy novels and D and D is. Season two is not about getting from point A to point B. It was about save the princess, right? The whole starting thing for season kill the mayor exactly hashtag kill the mayor. It started <laughs> as hashtag save the princess and ended as hashtag kill the mayor because you find out halfway through the season. Oh wait. There is no damsel in distress. And that was kind of my whole thing was Mario. Like I sat down first. I was like, let's do it. Let's do a campaign with this Mario. Whoops, your princess is in another castle. Yeah. 
And then when you finally do get there and you find her in the White Castle, she's like, I was never kidnapped. I planned this whole thing. Boys? Political espionage. Uh, you know. It was awesome. That was my plan. I wasn't ready for that. Um, and then right when you think, oh, well, so this is what it's all about. Then I'm like, yeah, but what was chained will be unleashed. And then it's what? like, wait, what, what? And so as- And then we poop in our As seats. the whole Branshire thing is being resolved, suddenly there's this much bigger issue. You're like, what is this all about? This Braxton Tarrant, guys, it's different from what we thought. And then it's like, oh, wait. Oh, snap. This is Paylor. Oh, we're in the Chamber of the Gods. What's happening? And so um, it's different. Each season is different. And I think that- do I think that whatever I set out to do with season two, I accomplished it? Uh, yeah, I look. You know, it's easy for me to look at things and critique things and break things down, but I think that um, I like season two. I had fun. Yeah, I like it because I got to participate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as a player, it was challenging too, in the sense that like we didn't have as clear cut of a goal, like. You yeah. said we we were like, well, let's go, uh, let's go find the, the, let's go figure out what's up with the princess, but like we can't get in there, so let's go do this instead. Uh, so I thought that was challenging, but I think also like some of the encounters were, were more challenging. Uh, like the the final boss battle was really tough. Yeah, and that was intentional. I mean, the the, the boss battle with Dimvarga was was really tough as well, except one of the characters walked in and kamikaze the two of them. So. That made a big difference. But yeah. That was crazy. And things just wow. went down differently, too. Like so, They did. And challenge is a good thing, I think. You know, in some ways, it can also be a bad thing. But I think it worked out for this season to yeah. keep things fresh. Yeah. I agree. So, we're winding down. Um, I think season two is... Really, season two, it, to me, is almost like the bridge. Uh, and... To give you that, let, let me let me just give you some reminders. Like the whole thing with the uh, the crooked god, I've been working teases in for that for a long time. Uh, I recently went back through and listened to all of season one again, around episode seventeen, I think, of season one, when Lorik, and actually even before that, uh, but when Lorik uh, gets attacked by the displacer beast and is like dying there, and um, they take him to. Kellen takes him to his parents, and his dad uses some sort of a spell, <clears throat> and this black swirly. black swirly comes out of this wound. They're like, what is that? I was like, I don't even know what that is, right? Uh, if you look at episode 24, where they all have the nightmares that were sent to them by Dimvarga, um, there is... Touching the altar mm-hmm. in um, like first five yeah, episodes or was, something. Yeah, like episode five, maybe. There are all these hints and teases throughout... Uh, seems like like well, there was words. I think maybe one of them was chains in season in episode five. Says so something about chains, and then you actually hear chains. Yeah, that when Lorik goes and touches the flame of Provalian, he has a vision of the crooked god. <gasps> yep. And I kept you, asking Paul, I'm like, yeah. I want to draw a picture of chains. Like, give me something. He's like, no, nah, nope. just chains. No, it's just, just <laughs> draw what you think. Just, and yeah, I just gave up. Is. But he sees all these things and like history and all these things and, and wars and dragons and all kinds of stuff. And then he sees like a shapeless void of tangible darkness and he hears the sound of chains. Lorik knew the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Lorik did know, but he forgot. Like shortly after he wakes from having touched the flame of Trevalian in his backstory episode, he forgets all that stuff. Wonder why. In the finale, 
Dim Varga says <laughs> she finally found it. The heart of the crooked father. Ooh. What? She do. She do. I remember that part. I was Me there. Dropping hints. I remember that part. I love to, it. Trying to build that up. And I feel like that's season two was meant to build up to a point where all of that is released. And now we have a clear goal, more or less. For going and forward, we're going to see Kjorg mess it up. Yep, we're going to see how Kjorg can Absolute. mess it all Kjorg, up. Paylor's champion. Yeah. We've got some other questions here, but I think we're 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 about out of time. I, I think maybe nah. we can maybe we can squeeze one more in here. Got any rapid fire? Eight hours. Squeezing about six more. Questions. Oh, I can mention one quickly. Another one from Braden. Uh, he said, "Where did magic come from, Imanumi?" That's a simple simple answer. As far as like arcane magic, it came from Privalian. It was her gift to nice. the world. She's the goddess of magic. I thought it came and, from unicorns. Uh, yeah. That via unicorns. I'll do a rapid power question. Pew, pew, pew. What's your favorite voice that Paul does for any character? Alan. Uh, wow. So. Okay. Don't no, I like the, I like the uh, orcs Gretchen. in who, yes, who are like Australian or New yeah. Zealand. Jeffrey, you said. Any female. Yes, oh, those are hilarious. 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 When he De- says, Definitely Gretchen. A dad. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Well, wait. Any female. What about yep. you, Jeremy? Uh, Gretchen. That's I it. Love, Cracks me I up. love Gretchen. And in season oh, one. Oh, the old man from season oh. one. Yes. Uh, Which I one? like the Sphinx, <laughs> too, from season one. From the shopping episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ovi. And the Sphinx. Yes, he's awesome. Oh, he's cool. And I like the Kellen's grandpa. His voice was so elegant and great, and you knew when he was talking that it was him, and that was amazing. Anyways, what about you, Paul? I hate them all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I enjoyed doing some of them. I enjoyed doing the orcs. Gretchen is ridiculous. The orcs were great. Um, actually, we had one question from, I think it's from Matthias Moody. Uh, he asked what was the inspiration, if any, but for some of the NPCs. Uh, and if so, which one's my favorite? If I'm being totally honest, Gretchen is a little bit inspired by uh, Garfield the Deals Warlock from the Adventure Zone. Oh, you meant Garfield there the Cat. <laughs> so that's, let's not that get into too. all that. Uh, but also just like, I, I say that because that character is ridiculous, like utterly ridiculous and also kind of creepy. And so there's that. She like, reminded I me of... This. Incredibles, Edna. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Ed, honey, honey, darling, yeah, honey. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Why you need a cape? She's a coo- She's like creepy cougar. It's <laughs> kind of like what I was going yes, for. It was great. And it happened. It was great. For better or for worse, it <laughs> when happened. When he does those voices, I just sit here like. Zon. Zon for me was a little bit inspired by, I don't know, a little bit of Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, a little bit of. Good. I mean, he, he's also Paylor, so. So he's really awesome know. without being, you know, too flashy. Juniper, <laughs> Juniper was Jupiter. Jupiter supposed to be this like free spirited, like very very excited, um, like. And cure crushed her soul. Rose colored glasses view of the world. Hey. Even though she's working for an evil organization, she's just like, hey, look how cool it is. I get to study, study these spiders, and which are my favorite NPCs. I really like Zahn a lot. Uh, I, Dimvarga. It's my favorite still. I love that. Oh, he liked he liked being saloon on the roof. He just that was it. it, right? <laughs> that was it. it was, that's what did it for me. That's what, that, I mean, that was it. I, I love that Misk is connected to Dimvarga because of the cape, and she has no idea. 
Like, that's awesome. Also really like Galarin. Uh, I don't know. High cleric. Yeah, they said he sounded like a bad Sean Connery. I don't really hear that, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know you that. You said it. It really it was does. You and Jeffrey it's that said it. Yeah, it was you and Jeffrey that said that to me. It had to be Jeffrey. Remember. It was yeah, right, it was right after we recorded it. People, we're like, I just realized who he is. He's like Sean Connery. Trial. I'm like like a really bad Sean Connery. I wasn't. Hello, Trebek. <laughs> I wasn't going for that. No, not that. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're at that two hour and a half mark. We hour and to, a half. Uh, hour hour and a half. Goodness, We've been here for logic, four hours. logic pro. Two and a half. How hours. dare you? We've been uh, here for years. Almost three years. Later. We've answered six hundred questions. <laughs> Seven thousand. We always hours. only answer like six questions, and we're done. <laughs> well, we got through. We got through like ten or twelve questions. No. I think we I mean, we no still way. had more. Uh, I mean, we got through all of Sam's questions. He had three questions. We got through if all of Braden's. If we didn't Braden's, answer all like your four. questions, we'll do another one. Every month for patrons. If you're a patron at the $5 tier, we're going to do a live Q&A every month just like this. And just call us. We'll tell you. Are they really? Yeah. They won't be this long than typical ones. This is a live Q&A <laughs> podcast where we live Q&A with I mean, we can go over two hours. hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. For two hours and 28 <laughs> minutes and 17 seconds. Exactly. You can tell this is unedited. Yeah. Um, Are you going to edit so, it? So, I don't no. know. I may edit the no. audio a, no. a little bit. Mm-mm. I mean, the video is obviously nope. never going to be edited. You can't do that. Yeah, that's impossible. Nobody's that's figured out how real. to edit video. No one ever. Yeah, it's it's a mystery to everyone. Which it's makes impossible. movies incredible, how they get all yeah. that in one how take. They, yeah, one, yeah, especially. <laughs> um, so thanks to everyone for listening, for tuning in, uh, for joining us in this live Q&A. If uh, if you didn't get your question answered, that's fine. I've got all these here. We'll come back to them. If you have more. Yeah, if you didn't get your question answered, that's fine. Too Just send we us will, hate mail. We'll get around to it for the next live <laughs> Q&A. Uh, if you're not a patron... And you just start dying to have an answer to one of these questions. Uh, it's time for you to step up. Paul. <laughs> I'll give you Paul's number. Hey, Paul, what's your number? Uh, maybe some. Maybe someday we'll release some of these. Here, wait, I'll get it. Uh, no, don't do that. Um, no one. Brother. No one tell my phone number on here, please. It's one. <laughs> for, tell your old one that that one guy got. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy's a They'll monster. They'll be like, hey, Paul. He's an actual monster. Hey, is this Patrick? No. It's a ghosty cry. Okay. You got that backwards. So, that's enough. That's Wait. enough. No, all right. That's all enough, right. Yeah, that is backwards. Let's sign off. Let's that's sign enough, off, guys. Thanks. Oh. Let's sign off. We love you. to all of our fans for listening in, for putting up with us Thanks for, for wow, an hour and a half straight. Just nonsense. Live <laughs> And mine. I can't, this is where it gets insane. I can't insane. crank the volume down on that on the video. It's just going to be super loud in here <laughs> there forever. Guys. If they're still here... <laughs> They're true fans. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. And uh, we'll keep you posted for the next Q&A when it's coming. And uh, it'll probably be through Google Hangout. But we're going to look into maybe some other ways we can do that. I I wanted to do it where you guys could uh, just actively chat with us on here. But for some reason, it just... We're going to fix that. We will. We are. We are going to be working on these things. Thank you so much for your time. We love you. And uh, like I said, no, no new episode no season three next week. It'll be a little bit. We'll be getting you some foursome and picnic stuff really soon for patrons. For everybody else, you'll get it in about a month. Stick with us. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. 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 Oh, I hit my mic. Bye. Bye. With a mic slap. That's how we end. Yeah.